Good day and welcome at At Mercy's Feet. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 16 to 17 says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Now I have highlighted that part which it says hope through grace. The first question that comes up into mind is what exactly is hope? If you go to a normal dictionary it says hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. To me personally, there are two different kinds of hopes. One, a worldly hope, and two, a godly hope. An example about worldly hope is you have two soccer teams or sport teams, whichever you like to think about. They play against each other and person A supports the first one and person B supports the second team. At the end of the game, one person is going to be disappointed. The other one is going to be jumping up and down excited because his team won. Now, that is worldly hope. There's always a factor and a chance of disappointment. But when we come to the second hope, the godly hope, it says in Psalm 146 verse 5, Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord. Happy is he. There's nothing about disappointment in godly hope. Now Charles Spurgeon went as far as to say, without Christ there is no hope. He is definitely referring to godly hope, not worldly hope. Today, if we look at the world at large, there are a lot of people that has lost hope with the pandemic going on and everything around us. The news is full of negative. Everything is just negative. But I am not here to talk about negative and bad things. We get enough of that in our daily life. I am here to give you hope. It says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. What amazing news is that? That is something to be excited about. In fact, it reminds me of the well-known story of Abraham. Similar to that promise in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, which God gave to us, he also gave a promise to Abraham. He promised Abraham that him and all his descendants will be abundantly blessed. Now, I don't know about you, but when I receive a promise, something like this, a promise like this, I get excited. It has one impact on my life. It makes me want to jump up and down. And in fact, that song, I'm so excited and I just can't hide it, that comes into mind. I know when my dad used to get excited, you know, normal people just give a fist bump and jump up and down. 
And I like to see myself as normal as well, singing a song, even though I can't sing that well. But back to my dad. He would used to go from the front door to the back door and back and forth doing the moonwalk. And then he would do some funny kind of dance moves in between where we just end up looking at him and say, what are you doing? <laughs> now, God promised Abraham that him and his descendants will be blessed. But there's one specific thing that the Lord has left out in the promise which he gave to us in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 and also to the promise he gave to Abraham. The time at which the promise will be fulfilled. There's nothing about whether it's today, tomorrow or in 50 years time. We don't know the time. Only God knows the time. But this is where the hope comes in. That godly hope, the faith, where faith is the hope in things unseen. And this is the important part. This is what I want to talk to you about today. This hope, hope in God and his promises. Now, getting back to the story of Abraham, after the promise that God has given to him, there was not any time exact or specific time given to him. Then at the age of 86, Abraham was 86 years old and he did what so many of us do today. We take things into our own hands. We think we know better. We think we can do a better job. We forget about the hope that we should have in God and His promises that we do things the way we think it should be done. So Sarah gave Hagar to Abram to lay with and after a few months Ishmael was born. Now after this happened, God then went back to Abram and Sarah confirming His promise. This time he gave an exact time to Abram and Sarah and said, after a year, Sarah will bear a child. Abram and Sarah literally laughed. It says in the Bible that Abram laughed and Sarah laughed in herself to this promise that God has given to them. This confirmation that is given to him. Because Abram was 100 years old. Sarah was 90 years old and they realized that Sarah was barren. So humanly, how could this be possible? In our human minds, we can't conceive this promise. This is impossible. But after a year, Isaac was born exactly as God promised. And Abraham and all his descendants was blessed exactly as God. God promised. So God fulfilled his promise to Abraham to every single detail. And exactly in that same way, God will fulfill the promises he has given to us in his word. A very important thing that we should always remember while talking about these promises is we must always remember not to focus so much on the promises that we forget the God of the promises. Our hope should not be in promises itself, but in the God of the promise. The God that has given us these promises. So you hope through grace in God and His promises. What do we do in the meantime? 
What do we do while we wait for these promises? I mean, it might happen today, tomorrow, in 20 years. Let's say, for instance, it happens in 10 years. What do we do from now through 10 years and then until the promise? It says in Romans 12, verse 10 to 13, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honoring, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints and given to hospitality. This is what we do while we wait, people. We don't just sit on the chair and the rocking chair and do nothing. We follow God's instructions while we wait for these promises to be fulfilled. It is very important that we wait with perseverance and patience. It is in this hope that we are saved. It says in Romans 8 verse 24 to 25, For we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Now this hope is referring to godly hope. Hope in God. A hope in God. Now how can I say, or not me, how can it say in Romans 8 verse 24 to 25, for we were saved in this hope. Remember 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 16 to 17. It said hope through grace. I still remember I highlighted it. Hope through grace. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And we remember that faith is the hope in things unseen. So here in Ephesians it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is amazing if we can put all these together and the beautiful image it gives us. It says in 2 Thessalonians, Hope through grace. Then it says in Ephesians 2, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And we know that faith is the hope in things unseen. So hope through grace. Grace saves through faith. Where faith is the hope in things unseen. This is hope through grace. Grace which is the gift that God has given to us. The amazing thing it says in Ephesians 2. It doesn't say it is a gift of God. It says it is the gift of God. Grace is the gift of God which He has given to us. And this grace saves us. So let's keep on hoping in God through grace. But is this grace enough? So many people say that this grace that God has given to us is not enough. You need to do more. You need to do things. It says in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you. I'll read that again. My grace is sufficient for you. As simple as that. You don't need anything extra this world can offer. You don't need to do anything extra. The Lord says, My grace is sufficient for you. With 
this grace that God has given to us, the moment we accept this grace, yes, we get certain responsibilities, godly responsibilities, godly living, living to honor God with our lives, through our lives, through our deeds. So never forget about that as well. But today I want to encourage you to keep on hoping in the Lord. Do not hope for worldly things. Hope for godly things. Hope that the Lord's promises will be fulfilled. The promises that He has given to us in His Word. We know the promises He has given to us. So let's keep on hoping in the Lord of these promises. I want to play you a song. A very old and simple song. But every single time I hear it, it touches me. It's so plain and simple, but it means so, so much to me. So I want to challenge you, close your eyes. You've probably heard this song so many times before, but close your eyes and listen to these words deeply. Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful day you've blessed us with, Lord. Lord, thank you for giving us your word, Lord. Thank you for these promises you've blessed us with, Lord. Lord, I ask you to strengthen us. Give us this hope, Lord. Give us the strength and the boldness to keep on hoping in you and your promises, Lord. But let us not forget to keep hoping in the God of these promises. And how important it is to forget about these distractions the Lord has given to us, Lord. Close our eyes, our ears for these distractions, Lord. Help us to be focused on you. Keep our eyes focused on you, Lord. Our hope in you, Lord. Lord, I ask you to bless every single person listening to this now, Lord. Bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah. 
sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, 